What is going on, Say It Loud Podcast? It is your host, Boogie the Beast, and we are on the run, on the go, doing another one on live right now. Super duper excited to be watching my man literally sit here, as you can hear, and really do his business and do his job. Um, I've had the greatest and fondest memories with this man um, throughout high school, throughout my early stages of adulthood, going all the way back to it. My man, Mr. Adam Gaines. What's going on? What's going on? Not much, man. Not much. I appreciate it. So as y'all can hear, he's literally doing a job right now. Can you can you tell him what you're doing? I'm, like very smallly. I'm currently working on brakes for uh, Tahoe. Uh, I run a mobile mechanic business. So it's kind of hectic right now. I got like three jobs, but hey, got to knock them out. And, and on top of this, uh, we'll get into a little bit more of what the household dynamic looks like. But to go back to before the household was really a household, um, you know, I didn't get to say it in the beginning, but my man Adam is from Flint, Michigan, and he will not let you forget that. Yes, sir. <laughs> He's from Flint. Uh, and Flint then, town. And then you moved to South Phoenix. Yes, I and, did. And what, how old were you when that happened? So that dynamic was, I was 14, and I'm fresh from Michigan. Moved to Arizona, and just the whole dynamic was completely different because I had never seen a Mexican, like, in my life until I moved here. Puerto Rican, sure. Asian, sure. Mexican, eh, not so much. So just that dynamic opened my whole eyes, like, oh, it's it's more to it. And then, like, everybody on the West Coast, they wearing, like, shorts and vans. And I'm like, what is this swag? <laughs> This is weird because I come from cold. Right. So I'm first day of school, you had a bubble vest on. No, I didn't have a bubble vest on. I had a Kevin Garnett jersey with jeans and some mid top forces. Yeah, I feel it. You're okay. We'll get into that dynamic too. So when you talk about it, I guess you could say you even went into, you jumped right into basically like high school. So like almost like a movie. Yeah. Like where you came right into high school. What was, what was it like to like jump into a new high school, new friends? So me being the new kid at the school, it was like a shell shock for me, kind of. And you went to South Mountain High School, right? Exactly. South Mountain. Let's go Jaguars. (laughs) But even though I went to South, I was at North High School all the time. Of course. Weird. So I know everybody that went, because I live by North High School. Mm -hmm. So I live downtown Phoenix, but then I went to school in South Phoenix. You know what I'm saying? South Side, let's go. But um, with me going to South just adjusting to how high school is here because when I went to high school back home everything was like small high school it's all in one building hmm. you come out here it's like this big gigantic campus so I'm science like, building LA building exactly. electives the it, gym it was weird yeah so that was an adjustment just having to walk to all these different classes all the way across campus I'm like so am I on a college campus or am I on a high school campus yeah it and was weird and then we crossed paths I want to say what was that oh Six maybe? Oh well, it had to have been. It had to have been oh eight because I was a freshman oh seven. Okay. So your sophomore year. Yeah, my sophomore year was oh eight. Yes. I, I meet my man Adam wearing a, a South Mountain Letterman's jacket. I'll never forget that at North, um, and we've been friends ever since, man. And you know, just to kind of 
You know, talk Not about to mention. So let's let's get into that. Oh We've man, been friends ever since. Um, the girl I was talking to at the time is the reason why I met Boogie, and from Boogie, Boogie took me to my first club. You know what I'm saying? His mom has been in my kids' life since they've been born. So two just, times, two just times that through. dynamic right there is insane. Yeah, because mom's retired. He was like, well, you know, well maybe she can help you out, and now that's all my kids know. Yeah. So it's like, oh, when when Nana's coming. Yeah, so, you know, to to dive into that dynamic, uh, you know, like he said, you know, he had came out of a a relationship. And I remember me and one of the other homies, uh, Peru, Mike Peru. Yes, sir. We was like, yo, we going to the club. Adam's like, I ain't never been to the club before. Never. I was 19. 19 years old. And he's like, I ain't never been to the club. So we took him to Club Afterlife. Afterlife. (laughs) Afterlife used to close at 4 o'clock in the morning for anybody who did not know this. Um. So I guess you know, like once you got exposed to the to the nightlife realm and world, I would you know like it was a new chapter for you. Yeah, from there I was like I got tired of paying for events, so I was like, okay, well let's throw our own events. Mm-hmm. So that's when I linked with KB. You know what I'm saying? And KB's the DJ at the time. He's DJing because I used to have kickbacks all the time back at Smooth's house for everybody that know had an apartment on. McDowell and everybody would come to my house drink because I'm, I'm the oldest of the yeah. group, so everybody come to my house and drink. Hey, I'm not promoting young people drinking, but you know, if, if you're gonna do it, do it, it, do it in somebody's house. Place, right? Yeah, I feel that. Place. So everybody would come to my house and drink, and we have a good time. So then from there, me and KB's relationship built and progressed into smooth entertainment, and from smooth entertainment, we start throwing 18 plus events in the valley and we kind of like built a name for ourselves so now we got the juice in the valley you know what i'm saying just these young 19 20 year old kids throwing club events because at the time it was super sundays and i think it was a vip enterprise and mr rubber band knots trey gutter over at trailer Uh, park yeah but Park, yeah, 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 no, 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 no. it was, you know it, yeah, it was the third, yeah, it was the third piece, but yeah. So when we tried to do like Super had Sundays on lock, Trey Gutter had Saturdays on lock, Corey in eh, off and on on Fridays. So I was like, well, let's try to do Friday events. Then we found a nice little venue in Tempe called Club Red. Y'all know what it is, Club Red. So from there, we threw a couple of events there. Well, our first event was at the Wash. Yes. And it was live. We threw a Halloween party at the Wash. Uh, that was before Smoothie VT was even around. That but, was that was Boogie that and was Jordan. The, that was the beginning. Yeah, yeah, y'all heard it. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, KB and I were like, my mom had my actually fun fact. My mom found the venue, and KB was the DJ, and KB's dad was security. My mom worked the door. Akil worked uh, the concessions. I was on the mic, and and Adam Adam was helping me on the mic, and yeah, man. And then next thing I know. We brought it back. We shut it that place down. Um, you know, so I guess to go from 19 years old, never stepping into a club, to almost 19 and a half, or, you know, 20, touching 21 now-ish, starting your own, you know, enterprise and things like that. I mean, you know, you you were out. You were hashtag outside. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not even um, hashtag outside. I was really outside. Yeah. Nose wide open. I was ready for whatever. Yeah. And that's just because, like, this was something I had never experienced before. Not to say that my relationship was bad, but she like made sure, okay, we're gonna do this. We're not sheltered. Gonna be, right, I was sheltered. So it was like, okay, it's a shell shock. I'm outside, so I'm gonna do everything like the little, you know, religious kids 
they can't necessarily do stuff. So when they get outside, they be doing the most. They get their belly button pierced when they go to high school or college. <laughs> That's what everybody does when they so, leave a house. So that was strict. me, and just just going from one extreme to the next. But in that experience, I wasn't necessarily doing stuff crazy. But at the same time, like it was all safe because then I, I wind up meeting a bunch of people. That's when me, you, and Brian start kicking it all the time. And we, we at the club every weekend. Every week and like weekend. I, said, I got tired of paying every. to go to the club. Every. I, I was like, people want to go out. I might as well make some money off of this. Mm-hmm. I've always been like business minded. Because you can turn anything into a hustle. But yeah. that's just because where I come from. Yeah. And during all this, I mean, you know, to, to not just put him like he's out here in these streets, uh, you had a, a passion that you have literally been working with your hands yeah. since before you even made it out to Phoenix, right? That's, that's true. Um, and that's been working on cars, that's been working on motors, that's been working on vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, and during all this time, you're also in school at UTI, right? Yes. So um, I graduated in 2008. And... Once I graduated, I knew I didn't want to go back to school right away. So I took, as people would say, a, a gap year. Mm-hmm. And I just worked that whole summer. I took a gap decade. <laughs> I worked that whole summer. And with me working that summer, I would be out literally every night. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm working, but this is what I really enjoy. And my stepdad, who is my dad, mm-hmm. I don't care what nobody says. This is the man that raised me. This is the man that taught me to be a man. This is the person that came into my life and made sure I stayed out of trouble. So from that, this grew my passion for cars. Like, I liked cars when I was younger, but then I loved cars when I got to work on them. And to be able to, just like La Cienega, to be able to tear her down from nothing and build her into something I can drive on a daily basis, be safe, painted the car, put a couple motors in it, a couple transmissions in it. And I still have this car, like, 14 years later. Y'all, listen. <laughs> listen. When I tell you La Cienega, can you, what, what kind of car is La Cienega? Okay, so La Cienega is a 83. 83. Oldsmobile Cutlass. Oldsmobile Cutlass. That I bought for $600. $600. <laughs> I've put over five grand into this car. <laughs> In 14 years, I have seen this car go from no power steering to okay. no uh, seats one seat belt, no At top. At one time, the car caught on fire while I was driving. It, was it used to be gray experience. before yeah. the paint. So I've had it gray. I've had it gold. I've painted it brown. It's it's a lot. But hey, now the next color is going to be blue. What okay. color? What, like royal blue, baby blue? Like a, like a electric blue. Like charger blue. Okay, respect. Yeah. Like charger blue. And then all the uh, chrome trim that's on it is going to be black. That's tough. So it's going to be black and blue. And yes. then I haven't decided on the rims yet. That's bought some tires. I took this car on the freeway last week for the first time in four years. It's been sitting in my garage collecting dust. So I was like, well, that needs to be happy too. Even though I just bought myself a truck. Yeah. That's beside the point. That needs to be happy too. Business is good. I need to do something to my car. Yeah. Because now I'm tired of looking at it versus like me actually being able to drive it. Yeah. And considering this is something I enjoy... It's like I got lost a little bit because, you know, the everyday family life. Because I am married with two kids. Me and my wife has been together for 10 years. We've been married for seven years in May. So it's like, okay, you get into the everyday family life. And it's like, all right, well, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. So then you kind of lose sight of what you want to do. So I'm kind of like getting back to that. With COVID changed 
me and my wife kind of finding ourselves. It was like, okay, we need to get back to what we want to do. So it's been an interesting thing. Yeah, I uh, definitely can understand that. Um, I guess, you know, before we get into the kids side of the house, I guess going from the relationship to getting out, hashtag in these streets or just outside and being in the clubs and the nightlife and then finding somebody who you love and, and get married, you know, what was that? What's like the greatest lesson learned, I guess, through that transition? As far as me like finding love? As far as you like- Or just transitioning Transitioning back into, yeah. Okay, so that whole transition was because I've always been a relationship person. Even when I met you- Shout out to Monogamy. I was uh, in a relationship and I, I know that, well, I knew that I was outside, but out here being out here, out here, it's lonely. Because mm. now it's like a job, you know, hashtag ex-womanizer. I don't do that anymore. Um, but then, like, you get into this funk of, okay, cool, yeah, I'm talking to people. And, you know what I'm saying, I'm going out on dates and stuff. But it's like, it's boring because you're not making, you're not establishing real connections. So, over time, it's like, okay, cool. Now it's, it's a job versus being fun. So I was like, okay, cool. The next girl that I actually like try to talk to, I'm going to give a chance, which happened to be my wife. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to tell y'all, first time I ever met Tay, Octavia. <laughs> Etavia. Etavia. I don't know where I just got the Oc from. My bad. that's what everybody be calling it. So we all decided to go to the movies. At, oh, and she locked my keys in the at, car. At Arizona Mills. <laughs> first date ever. Etavia decides that she going to lock my man's keys in his car. That was her intro to the group. And too. that was the intro to the group. First time we ever went out with her. So I'm, you know, I'm glad to see it. How long have y'all been married now? We've been married for seven years. We've been together 10 years. Hmm. It's a beautiful thing. And then to go from the married to go now into fatherhood. Oh yeah, we did it the right way. Cause she, she had told me in the beginning, she was like, I want kids, but there's no way I'm having kids out of wedlock. Yeah. I'm not dealing with, you know, some of the things that my mom dealt with. You know, she's breaking generational curses, which we all are trying to do. So I understood that. And I really wanted to have kids with this woman on top of having her in my life for the rest of my life. Yeah. So naturally, it's only one thing to do, right? Got to bite the bullet. Got to get married. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. Uh, what, what was that like when, you know... Hey, I'm pregnant. First time. So the initial time when she told me she was pregnant, out because we were sitting in the couch. We were sitting on the couch in the living room. She's like, oh, "I'm gonna go to the bathroom." So she went to the bathroom and she just randomly took a test. She came back out. She was with the test in her hand. She was like, "So what?" Uh, I was like, "No, there's no way you're pregnant." She was like, "I'm pregnant." This is after we had just got married. We had came back from because we got married in Jamaica. Um, we came back from Jamaica and we probably like maybe a month or so from being back and she's already pregnant. <laughs> I was like, sheesh, swimmers is fast. <laughs> Your boy got strong. Wagwan, wagwan. <laughs> they was swimming back out there, me bread drying. Yeah, so uh, with that, it, like at first, I was excited and then I was like nervous because I've never been a dad before. Yeah. But then I was back to excited because, you know. What better thing in this life than someone to carry on your legacy? You're, you're cheering. That's real. 
you know, especially, you know, like you were saying earlier, how, you know, you had a stepfather mm-hmm. kind of step in, you know, and for you to, to be able to, to be present with, you know, like you said, a wife exactly. and the woman and then to have this kid. And now here comes your little, your little, your little twin, mm-hmm. your little twin, Noah. Oh, he's definitely my twin. Like this boy has the personality of a 30 year old. And yeah. I'm like every day, uh, how am I going to deal with this? What was it like the first time you held him? I was super scared. Did you cry? <laughs> I didn't cry. That's the only thing I didn't do. So uh, people was like, oh, did you cry? Did you pass out? I watched my wife go through 14 hours of labor with Noah. And the whole time, her mom's in the hospital with us. I'm like, my wife went to epidural. She was like, oh, no, just let her have it natural, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, it's not what we're going to do. Yeah. She's been struggling all this time. She wants an epidural. This is what she's going to get. So my wife got the epidural. And as soon as she got the epidural, 15 minutes later, boom. No, it was out. Yeah. He said, all right, I'm out. I don't this like that. The whole time she's struggling for no reason because her mom wants her to try to have it natural. You know, which I get, you know, you want to try to keep traditions alive, but not. Nah. Yeah. She's struggling. She's going through pain. There's no need for her to go through this pain. So the first day when Noah was born, Noah was born a month early. Elijah was born a month early. Both the kids were born a month early. It was like, nah, it's time to go. So when he comes out of the womb, they do all the little rapping or whatever, and then he has to go to NICU. But he was oversized, so he only had to spend like a day in NICU. So then we got him back, and just me being able to actually like hold him on my own while she was sleeping, I was like that right there hit me like, oh, this is real. You I heard know, just the two of us by Will Smith start playing? Man, I got, I got a whole <laughs> kid. Like some, some little life that I'm responsible for. And that right there, it like flipped the switch. No matter what I have to do, I will provide for my family. If stuff hit the fan and I got to go flip burgers, your boyfriend had two burger jobs and I'm going to flip these burgers. Because at the end of the day, these bills don't stop and I need to be able to take care of my family. You are tuned into the Say It Loud podcast. Say it loud. Say it loud. It's funny. It's deep. Say it loud. And you're going to leave more wise than you were when you got there. There. And we are back. It is still Say It Loud. It is still your host, Boogie the Beast. And we are still sitting down with Mr. Adam Gaines, also known as what we're about to get into, Mr. Smooth, Professor Smooth, (laughs) formerly known as Instructor Smooth. And now you have started up something and the entire state knows you by Smooth Mechanics. Mechanics. Where does that come from? Where did that come from? How did that start? So let's go back to Instructor Smooth. Oh, man. So when Twitter first started, when Twitter was wild, you know what I'm saying, everybody was hashtagging and going in on hashtags all day long, that's when I was Instructor Smooth. And from Instructor Smooth, I was like, well, I'm getting a little older now. I want to switch it up. Then I was on social media like heavy, heavy. So uh, between Boogie and my boy Josh, they was like, well, why don't you switch it up to like Instructor or something like that? Because when, when I was Instructor Smooth, you know, I'm doing a little thing here and there. But when I became Professor Smooth, now I'm teaching the class on how to be smooth. Like I said, I was out in the streets a little bit. So I had... Elegant touches. Right. I had uh, little things going here and there. So that's how Professor Smooth came along. And from... from my bad, John. I'm trying to break this book. He's, he's literally in the middle of a job. So when Professor Smooth came along... Then I kind of like just adapted that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Perception, facade, 
facade. character. I adapted that facade to my life, and like it just took on its own shape. Mm-hmm. And from there, since people knew me as Smooth in general, I did Smooth ENT. Professor Smooth was like all my handles. Then naturally, I was like, okay, I'm gonna give them something they already know. I don't switch it; they already know who I am. So then I came up with Smooth Mechanics because, as Jordan stated, I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. And so now, just to give people a baseline, while, while you clack stuff out, um, Smooth Mechanics became literally a black-owned, literally mobile kind of mechanic unit conglomerate. You know, where you really much have just been doing everything from brakes. As I'm watching him, literally do brakes, lights, um, you know, oil changes, radiator pumps. Everything like that, you know, how because you do this for a job also. Yes. So you get off work. Sometimes you do it while at work uh-huh. and you get off work, come home and then you still have clients. Yes. Like what what about what what about mechanics or like automotive industry? Just you enjoy so much that I just feel like you don't really have, quote unquote, like a day off or hours off. So first thing with that, the, the only day that I do get off is Sunday. That's the Lord's Day. So that is the only day I take off during the week. As far as like me, my enjoyment for cars, well, I started Smooth Mechanics as a side hustle. It wasn't even necessarily a side hustle. I started this as, okay, cool, let's help people here and there. And for me helping people, my wife was like, well, why don't you just turn it into like a legit business? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I can do that. So from there, she made me go get my LLC, you know what I'm saying? Make sure Slew Black Owned Business. You know what I'm saying? Make sure I'm official in the state of Arizona. And from there, it's like, okay, cool. Well, the dealership is going to charge you this. I'm going to make sure you don't got to break the bank, but you know what I'm saying? You're not going to hit me over the head and you're going to get back on the road and be safe and sound. So that's kind of how it came about because, like I said, I was already helping people in the city. But then from helping people, just like my small group of friends in the city, turned into, oh, friend of a friend, a friend, somebody auntie, somebody mama, somebody grandma. So now I'm literally busy all the time. Like this week, I work. I get off at five, get off of work. I've been busy all week and I'm going to Vegas, but hey, money comes, I'm not turning it away. Yeah. Y'all need some stuff done. You know what I'm saying? Come to you, boy. I'm going to try to get it in. If it's something in my wheelhouse that I can do, no problem. I'll knock it out for you. Yeah. If it's something I can't do, I'm going to be honest with you. So that way, you know, okay, cool. He's not trying to you know, run me around. Or I'm not trying to mess you over and just take your money. Yeah. I'm an honest mechanic. If it's something I messed up, I'll pay for it to fix it. Or I get somebody else to fix it, but I'm still going to pay for it because it's something I did. So I take that liability on. Yeah. And I think that's that's a really, really like traditional or classic, classic man or like middle, not middle class, but you know what I'm saying? Like a very like the barber, uh, the tailor. Yeah. Um, a mechanic, you know what I'm saying? Especially in the world where we're going into the technical field being such a, a large scale and things like Kids, that. Kids, get trades. You do not need to go to college to spend all of this money for you to still not know what you're going to do in this world. A trade job is perfectly fine. Yeah, and so that was my next question. Adam likes to jump it because he's a Pisces. but uh, hey, Just like your mom. You mom's. know what I'm saying? It lit- and they understand. <laughs> um, you know, when you chose... UTI or going to a, a trade school versus like a traditional school. Mm-hmm. Um, did you feel backlash from anybody? Like just because your fa- you know your father is a mechanic, but so like my dad, he was proud of me going to school because he's never reserved, received his like certification for being a mechanic. You know, he just started a shop one day. It was like, all right, cool. 
this is what I'm doing, here I am. Mm -hmm. But me, I went to school, I got my certification. With the certification that I did, I did automotive and diesel courses. So I also got an associate's with it. So I did get an actual college degree on top of me getting my automotive certification. And how much does something like that cost for the people out there? Oh, uh, let's see. If you just do an automotive, you yeah, probably we say, spend we like... Say, we saying we walking into UTI and I want to walk out. Maybe a like 25. Okay. Which is not bad. That's a what, semester at ASU? I was just getting ready like to say that. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted people to understand, you know, when you when you came at, you know, you're like, you don't have to go to college and spend that money. Mm -hmm. Understand that, you know, what you have in your mind and with your hands, you're able to really make it back. Because, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not going to get in, dig into your pockets, but... If you guys don't small follow Smooth Mechanics, which we'll get to at the end of this, um, I mean, my man has probably five to six clients every two days, sometimes six in a day. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when you think about 25000 and the ROI or the return of investment on that, I mean, you know, over time, it's rapport. If I wanted to, year one, when I went official, I could have paid off my student loans. Did I do that? Nah. Yeah. Sally Mae gonna get this money when I give it to her. Yeah, Sally make it wait. <laughs> Sally make it wait. I got other bills to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> Sally Mae waiting. Sally Mae Um, You know, and so I guess this is year... This is technically year five of me doing this. But this okay. is only year three of me being official. Yeah. Well, when it comes to what it looks like to be a business owner and a mechanic, somebody who loves to be hands-on, mm -hmm. you know, how do you continue to expand a mobile mechanic service well first thing is you have to gain the knowledge because there's vehicles are always changing facts so with that being said you either have to buy more tools more diagnostic equipment more just stuff in general because everything's always going to change nothing's ever going to be the same and then if you want higher end clientele you have to go into like the bmws the mercedes the audi stuff like that which requires more tools. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, it's all about the tools you have. Yeah. The more tools you have, the better tools you have, it makes the job way more easier. What about when it comes to you not being the only mechanic? You know what I'm saying? Have you thought about the, the, the level of expansion for that? Like, is Smooth taking on apprentices? You know what I'm saying? Have you had people be like, hey, my son doesn't have anything going for him? I've had people reach out to me, but I haven't found anybody that I feel comfortable enough with to put my name on like, oh yeah, he works for me. Yeah. Go knock it out. Mm -hmm. Like, I was trying to train my nephew at one point in time, but, you know, kids want to do what they want to do. I can't force anybody to do it. So, hopefully, my kids... Like, even as being a mechanic, you don't want your kids to become a mechanic. You want your kids to do better than you. Mm. But sometimes, it's like, hey, this is what they know. This is what they enjoy. And that's what kind of happened to me. Like, my dad didn't want me to be a mechanic. I went from helping him to, oh, okay, now I have a full-fledged business. He's proud of me, but this is never the life. That he intended for me. Yeah. Just like some people, they want to be rich. That's not my goal. I want to be comfortable. I want to get to the point to where I know all my bills are going to be paid. I don't have nothing to worry about. Yeah. And if it, if I do got to worry about it, guess what? I'm going to go work, knock these jobs out, and I won't be worrying about it no more. As long as I have breath in my body, I'll be able to do anything. Live sounds on this door. <laughs> Let you guys get some ASMR. <laughs> He's stupid. Tuned into the Say It Loud podcast. Say it loud. It's funny. It's deep. It's lit. Say it loud. Say it loud. Best podcast I've ever listened to. Hey, what's going on, Say it Loud family? Once again, it is your host. This is the commercial break. I just always want to give a spot and a shout out to those who haven't gotten one yet. 
if you have a business or you have a story or you just want to come on and pull up and talk with me about something that you've gone on in your life or something you just want to share light on, don't be scared to reach out to me. Until the next time, I'll holla. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we're back for the third part. Last piece of it, man. Um, you know, we kind of talked through it, but to just kind of dig into, um, you know, I guess three things, the personal life, the business life, and you know what I'm saying? I'll say legacy. You know, what, what's, what's next? You know, legacy, for, for legacy, Adam Gaines, legacy, legacy. for Smooth, you know what I'm saying? For the Gaines house, for the Smooth enterprise, you know, when, when you think about the, the lifelong plans and, you know, even this year, you know, some people take things one month at a time. Some people take one day at a time. You know, what's, what's next? Well, what's next is making sure that I can continue to provide excellent customer service and quality as far as vehicles, because let's face it, cars ain't going nowhere. You want somebody that's dependable. So I want to be that dependable man. You know what I'm saying? I want to be like, oh, yeah, I took it to Smooth. You know what I'm saying? He got me right. I want to be that that person like, oh, I took it to the dealership. I want to have that quality of service. So until I can build up to that, I feel like my mission will keep going. Mm. As far as like future-wise, I don't know necessarily if I want to shop. I probably would like to maintain mobile and just pick up um, mechanics that want to further their education and have the drive to actually move forward in this business because it's not an easy business at all when it's slow it's slow if it's slow you're not gonna make no money because even because i also you know my day job i work at the dealership so if we don't have any cars guess what i can't magically make cars appear for people to work on it doesn't happen like that I mean, you could you could just go you know snip some brake lines nah, you know, that's unprofessional. <laughs> i would never do that <laughs> don't listen to jordan y'all <laughs> But, uh, yeah, when it's slow, you still have to find a way to provide and put food on the, on the table for your family. So, granted, you can make fantastic money in this industry, but you have to be smart with your money. Because, like I said, if it's slow down, it's going to slow down. With the pandemic happening, a lot of people stop going outside. If a lot of people stop going outside, how are you going to get work? Yeah. Ain't nobody going nowhere, so you never get your car. Like, for you that live in California, everything was shut down. Everything. Ain't nobody getting nothing done. So in that case, I would struggle. But here, me being an essential worker, people still have to get to and from their essential jobs. So they still potentially need work done. So that helped me in that aspect. But back to the future, um, I just want to provide a service and stay mobile. I don't know if I need a brick and mortar. The pandemic taught us that you don't need to be in one location. If you want to do pop-up shops, if you want to be mobile, that's where it's at. Because people like stuff to be able to come to their door and they like to be in the comfort of their home so they can relax. Yeah. So potentially I may bring on some, you know, apprentices. But right now, yeah, that's not my focus. I feel it. When you talk about the future and you talk about the cars and things like that, do you ever get in like, not fear, do you ever get excited? Or how you feel about like, you know, uh... I don't. I forget the the whole company or you know organization that set up, but you know like we're going all electronic by twenty thirty. Oh yeah, I'm ready. You know things like that happen, like you're saying. It's I'm all about your tools. It's all about certifications. Super excited. How how does that change? You know somebody who deals with a lot of stuff when now it's going to be a whole lot less nuts and bolts, and it's going to be more about you know not trying to downplay nuts and bolts, but like well, this this is the thing right now with me working at the dealership. 
I'm learning to, to stop being a mechanic and to become a technician. Because a technician, you have to learn a lot of electrical things, mm-hmm. a lot of electrical components, because that's what we're moving towards. So with that being said, I've been working on hybrid cars. I've been working on all electric cars like the Volts. You been on a Tesla yet? You did, you nah, touched the Tesla? I haven't touched the Tesla yet. I opened but then up. again, I work for Chevy. Yeah. So that's outside of my range right okay. now. But as far as like diagnosing, because one sensor leads to another sensor, leads to another sensor. So they're all connected through electronics. Just like with Tesla, they have their own individual wheels. They have their own motors in them, which is all electronically controlled. Yeah. So we have a special guest in the building. Come on, come on over here. Come on over here, girl. Come over here, girl. How you doing? Introduce yourself. I'm good. I'm Tay. This is ETV, y'all, that we talked about earlier, who locked the keys in the car on the first date. Yeah, we talked about that. It's all good. We're actually on the end part. We're actually on the end of this episode right now. And he was just talking about the future of the Gaines house, the future of smooth mechanics and things like that. Um, you know, I guess coming from a wife's point of view, forget that he's here because he's at work right now. We're at home. He's at work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In this facade. Um, you know, when he comes home from work and you see him working still on things like that, um, you know, where where do you want to take the future of the Gaines house? I want to build an empire. Mm. <laughs> I want him to work this job full time. Versus working it on a side. I want to own my own real estate business, which I am taking my real estate test on Sunday. Okay, we about to, we're gonna have a praise report by the time this comes out, y'all. Hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it's about. Yeah. Um, and I also want to build the blueprint for my company since I am the first black woman to run the credentialing department at my job. That's a brand new healthcare company. That's amazing. So, you know, when you talk about being the first and you talk about growing and expanding and things like that, I got one more question, I guess. You know, we were talking about Adam and and how, you know, I accidentally introduced him to the clubs, you know, as as a young lad, Um, even though I was younger than him and we were in the same club. Nonetheless, um, (laughs) what what did marriage teach you the most about yourself? Or what has it been? Sacrifice. Um, I definitely sacrifice. I would say, don't forget who you are. Mm. Oh, yeah, we'll you that. can definitely get lost in trying to make your opposite happy. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for me, every my fulfillment is making my spouse happy. Mm. And I can lose myself time to time because I'm trying to make someone else happy versus myself. That's real. Um, yes. And then just because you have kids does not mean you have to stop your life. I was just getting ready to ask. Forget about him <laughs> in this next question. What about, what about motherhood for you? Not, not being parents, but when you were like, that is a baby. Like, that's my baby. The first and second time, you know, like yes. speaking about, you know, doing for, doing for your husband and sacrificing things like that. Then, then you jump into motherhood. You know, yes. how, what's I, that? Since I was 12, I wanted... I knew I was going to have children before I was age of 25. That's one. Did you think he was going to marry a mechanic? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> not at all. Uh, but parenting is always something that I wanted to do. Um, it is challenging hmm. because what you think in your head, get it out now, it's not going to happen that way. There we go. <laughs> I've just been listening and learning from all my examples around me. <laughs> it's not. You want them to behave. You want them to be quiet when you think they should. You want them to give you some me time. All that stuff goes out the window. But definitely I learned to break cycles. Mm. So all the family curses, all the 
family things that you know were burdens and tough for you as a child you learn or hopefully you learned to do better for your children okay so everything that i didn't have or everything i thought i should have or everything my mom taught me um or my family in general i brought it into teaching the boys okay shout out hey listen that's big capricorn energy y'all hearing right there all right <laughs> big capricorn energy yeah. uh and, and i'm gonna let you off the hook one last question for you today one last question yeah. um you guys obviously run an amazing youtube channel and it's also on facebook right i want to say i'm not a big facebooker i'm sorry so i'm gonna play a quick game with y'all i'm gonna ask y'all three questions okay. right but when i say one two three y'all gotta say it at the same time okay. all right okay. so okay. the first question is going to be for... Oh, how do I do this? Okay, hold on. Okay. No, no, no. This is going to be for Tay asking Adam. So, so Tay, you got to know this answer, okay? Okay. And then, Adam, you're going to say yes or no, all right? So, Adam gets any type of milestone, excitement, or anything like that. What is his favorite dinner to be cooked from home? One, two, three, go. Lasagna. Hey, there we go, there we go. That's one, that's one. All right, Adam. All right, Adam. Second one right here. Adam, second one. This is for Mama. Hold on, no, you go next. This, this is for this is from uh, Mrs. Gaines. Adam, your wife passes the bar. Your or, uh, yeah, real estate, real estate exam. Sorry, not the bar. Real estate exam. Um, you know what I'm saying? She gets anything. It's another accomplishment. And she was like, "We going on a trip. Where's one place that Tay wants to go in the entire world?" Last one. Yeah, I'm going to do the countdown. Ready? One, two, three. Fiji. Yep. Ooh! That's what's up. All right, all right. Last one. I'm going to let you go next. You're next, all right? Last one. This is for both of y'all, okay? Third kid coming. Maybe. Who knows, right? Have we talked about a name if it's a boy? On the count of three. One, two, three. Yes, we talked about a name for a boy like 15 years ago. <laughs> but that's not what we want. We want a little girl. Okay, all right, hold on. If it's a girl, when it's a girl, when it's a girl, name coming up on the count of three. Ready? Girl name. Girl name. One, two, three. Nyla. <laughs> the Adam. <laughs> What's my name got stolen. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Oh, my God. One of our friend's kids has my name that I chose. Okay. Well, we'll talk about it offline then, just you know, just just for NDA NDA purposes. No, you want in on this? Come here, come here, Noah. Come here. You gotta introduce yourself. What's your name? Noah. And how old are you? Six. And are you the big brother or little brother? Big brother. All right. Here's the biggest question: Who gives the best hugs and kisses, mom or dad? Mom. Ooh. Who has taught you the most about? Love and respect, mom or dad. Both. Good job, good job, good choices, good choices. And have you been a good boy in the past week? No. Okay. Hey, but he's being honest. He's being honest. He's being honest, man. This this is what it's about, guys. Like it's it's not about always being professional when it comes to hosting and things like that. I wanted to come, finally come back out to the Gaines residence. Um and really just sit down with Adam. But as he finishes up this job, you know, super shout out to Tay for coming out to join us. Super shout out to Noah. But Adam, for those who don't know you, you know, whoever that may be that's left that doesn't. Um, I got one last thing for you um, as you finish this up. Two things, actually. First thing, 
Um, I want you to write a letter or, or give a speech. If you were sitting Eli down and Noah right now, okay. and you were talking to them in 20 years about what you've built for them and what they're getting ready to do. Actually, let's say high school graduation for Noah. Okay. And Eli's there. So, because he'll be a freshman or sophomore. Yeah, he'll be a freshman. He'll be a freshman when one's graduating. You know what I'm saying? What is, what is one going into high school and one leaving high school? What does that speech look like? That speech looks like, okay, boys, you got this far. But now this is where the real work begins because now you're officially viewed as a black man in America. Now you're an adult. You have to make sound decisions that can affect you for your life. So with that being said, is this gonna make you or break you? That's something you can always ask yourself because if it's gonna make you, go ahead and go for it. But if it's gonna break you and you're gonna wind up having to sit down and do some time, it's not worth it. Just like some uh, vag, that's the word we're gonna use. It's not always worth it. It's always plentiful and bountiful out here. You don't have to stop your life because some girl show, thinks she's gonna show you the way. That's not it. Trust me. Live your life, experience life, and then you can decide, okay, cool, this is what I wanna do. For Eli, be you. Don't, don't try to follow your brother's footsteps. You'll have plenty of time this is a new journey for you, for us, for everybody. Enjoy your life. And as far as me, I'll be old by then. I'm gonna be wearing a tracksuit. <laughs> gonna be in the going to all the games. I'm gonna be that dad yelling. That's gonna be that's what I strive for. I got the whole Nike fit on from the hat to the shoes <laughs> to you know what I'm saying, the, the uh, bust down sweater, everything. Oh my Nike god. Nike head to toe. That's gonna be me. Oh my God. Well, hey, man, this is the end of it right here. I appreciate you, Adam, or Smooth. Appreciate you for having me. Man. Of course. Uh, now, for those, again, who might not know or just want to stay in contact, and especially because you give mobile advice online also for those that might not be, you know, in town or in the state, yes, um, how can we keep in contact with you, social medias, or anything else you want to go Okay, well, uh, you can hit me on my Instagram, which is Smooth Mechanics, S M O O V Mechanics. Smooth, not with an E. Smooth Mechanics. Uh, Facebook, I have a Smooth Mechanics page as well, spelled the same way. Um, or you can hit me on my personal page on Facebook, Snapchat, which is, uh, uh, Facebook is Adam Gaines, and my Snap is Father Smooth. Gotta keep it going, you know what I'm saying? Smooth. Hey, as long as the legacy goes, we go, man. But as always, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Say It Loud Podcast. Make sure you guys subscribe, just like I told you guys in the beginning. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on SoundCloud. And now by the time you've heard this, you've seen the first episode drop on YouTube. So as we continue to grow and grind, thank you so much for staying with us. And as we continue to grow and continue to show you guys about black legacy and enterprise, stay black, stay woke, and wash your ass. I'll holla.